Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Plus minus. Curry, way down to Tim Kawakami deserves all the credit there. <laughs> Plus minus. Hey, driving again. Oh, me. Tell Marcus that he asked you know, that question about my defense. Do you hear that, Marcus? Anthony, you know me well, buddy. Y'all have a great night. I think you got the highest plus minus in the season in NBA history. Welcome to a Warriors plus minus. Ah, ah like was that, that a, was that a pretty good? That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I like that. This is, that was Anthony Slater doing his best impersonation of my intros, but he's just better at it than me. But this is Warriors Plus Minus after the first closeout of a series in three years. In Chase Center ever. Yeah, first in Chase Center ever. Uh, it was a, it was a dicey game five. It, it looked, it looked a little tight, but uh, uh, Steve Kerr talked about how they, you could tell they it's been a while since they've been there. It wasn't quite like riding a bike until the end, but the series is done. They've dispatched Denver. Uh, we'll look back and say it was five games, a, a gentleman's sweep, uh, and it was what they needed to do. And I don't know if I can express my thankfulness enough. Slater, how happy are you that this series is over? We get, we get a couple days. You, you were ready to go to Denver, weren't you? What would have been interesting about that is it wasn't just Denver. I was talking to people in the organization about this pregame because they're, uh, you know, they had at least a direct, you know, private flight to Denver. But because of the scheduling where they were going to play Friday night and Memphis and Minnesota was going to be Friday night, everybody, us included, was going to have to travel to Denver Thursday with a bag packed for a full week of Memphis because there was a chance they close out Denver Thursday night. And then have to fly directly, or Friday night, and have to fly directly to Memphis for a game one on Sunday afternoon. Which, by the way, they still might play that game one, but this little break that they're getting, obviously the closing out the series is the biggest thing, but they are now going to get Thursday completely off. And, you know, some scout, some prep time, get a good practice in Friday, watch that, that game, and then maybe hop on a plane Saturday morning because if Memphis does close out, it will be game one in Memphis on Sunday. Um, but... You know, generally to your question, I mean, I wasn't rooting for or against the worst. It would have meant it would have been great theater. I mean, it would have it would have been tough on the bodies from a, from a flying perspective. But like, Denver figures some stuff out in that series. Aaron Gordon figures some stuff out. He was starting to punish that small lineup. Uh, Jokic physically just didn't look like he could take Game Six and Game Seven. He's on the bike, the hamstrings tight. Uh, but at the same time, I thought, man, they're gonna—they're about to race away with this game at the end. Jokic is limping up the court and just flinging in fourteen footers. He—he he was unbelievable, man. He just—and <laughs> you know, I—you you could see early in the game where he was pacing himself, and I didn't even know about the hamstring, but it was like, all right, he was passing, he was getting his teammates involved. He had nine field goal attempts in the first half. He had nine in the first quarter of the previous game, uh, and you could. To me, it just felt like he's saying, I know I'm going to need something at the end. 
So I need to have I need to have some juice in the tank. And I don't think he had any juice in the tank, and he still was great, right? He said it was like every shot he needed to make, he made it. He was he was incredible. I thought Draymond's quote at the end was pretty. Like you don't hear Draymond praise players like he did Nikola Jokic. I mean he he thanked he thanked him. He went up to Jokic. And th- Can you imagine Draymond going up to Blake Griffin and saying thank you for making me? A- <laughs> Did he say the same to Aaron Gordon? I, yeah, I, can't I, mean, I don't think he said the same thing to Aaron Gordon. I think he'd say the same thing to Towns if he gets him I, in the second. I don't round. think he will. I don't. I don't think he will. He. They just have had a great respect for Jokic. Look, the Warriors were the better team. Uh, Denver walked out of here like impressed with themselves for putting up a good fight. Like they, they won a game, and they pushed them down the stretch of this game. Like. You know, it's one of those one of those things where everybody wins, right? Denver gets to save a little face. The Warriors get, Warriors get to get out of here early, but uh, in the end, I feel like the Warriors did kind of make this tougher on themselves, though. Like, by the way, before we get into anything, Demarcus Cousins' revolu- revolution. He was incredible. Renaissance resurgence. He was he was incredible. Like, the, it, it definitely this series brings up the thing we heard all year. Which was they need a big man, they need a big man. They got pummeled on the boards for three quarters. So the question is, is the fourth quarter proof they don't need a big man, or did this series show they kind of need another center? Well, I mean, what's great? Like they have much stiffer tests ahead. Memphis is better than Denver. Phoenix, I think, is better than Memphis. You know, Boston is better than all of them right now. But but this is unique to. You know, while while they can should have been able to better tonight, uh, you know, kind of exploit Denver's weaknesses when, when they're on offense, particularly with the three guard lineup. There's no other of those teams, those masters I said that have Nicole, Nikola Jokic followed by like prime Demarcus Cousins. They kind of look like prime Demarcus Cousins. But I'm just saying, you know, like you know, Memphis is like Stephen Adams going to be out the floor. Jaron Jackson's like you know fouling once every two minutes right now. Aiton doesn't physically do what those other two centers we saw tonight do. JaVale, prime JaVale behind. Prime JaVale. You know, Robert Williams, like that's, you know, they, they maybe if they play Embiid in the finals. Embiid's the other guy who could do that. But but at the same time, Embiid doesn't have a backup like Jokic has. And, and trust me, the Warriors would be fine with the finals against Philly right now compared to some of those other oh, East teams. So yeah. so I don't I don't think so. Tim Kawakami has joined the Warriors plus minus, the late night Warriors My plus minus. Goodness the hell happened here what am i doing you're talking about the greatness of demarcus cousins as i, as I walk in so are we wrong in <laughs> praising demarcus cousins he played great he also was minus two by the way uh plus three for the series yeah. and he only played the non-jokic minutes yeah. like that is a miss by the warriors by the way interesting i just talked to kerr afterwards i just say interestingly you talk about one of the reasons kerr said they juggled they did go with a small lineup was to make sure looney was matched up against cousins that they were worried about cousins and by the way gary payton the second was matched up against bones highland they were worried about the cousins highland combo which caused a, like a lot of the ripple effect according to kerr they're probably going to go with a small lineup anyway but that's what kind of caused some of the things they they did of course Gary Payton great, plays great, so he ends up playing like the final 15 minutes of the game just because they won him against Highland and he started playing great, and then he was playing great against Monty Morris. That's some of the things that were happening here. DeMarcus Cousins was part of that. Yeah. Good point, guys, by talking about DeMarcus Cousins so much. There you go. I wrote about Gary Payton. Uh, to me, he was, you know, Steph Curry, I think, was the story of the night, which I think Marcus is writing about, but Payton kind of was too. You know, you can have multiple stories tonight, and, um, They've 
known all year that Gary Payton's skill set fits in a playoff setting. Um, maybe not all year because that would include the preseason when some people didn't necessarily did, did when they play. when they thought Avery Bradley has a playoff skill set. Would have would have been doing, given those minutes. Come on now, we know it would have been Avery Bradley's team right now. Uh, I just like Gary Payton. We've talked about this. We've argued a little bit about this. He's if he makes the open shot, he's incredibly valuable. When he doesn't make the open shot, things can slip bog down. He made two. We made one incredible shot. End of shot clock three. But he made the open three in the corner, and he got to the basket in between there. When he scores points, he's because he's so good on the other side. Uh, he's just got you know. Sometimes he makes them, sometimes he doesn't. Tonight he made them, and he took them, and it was fantastic. Yeah, he uh, you know he hits the corner three that you mentioned to me. He bailed Draymond Green out. Remember that play? I think it was like something like Draymond nine. Had the the open layup and he kicked it out. Uh, yeah, remember, was it a whip pass over the corner? Like it was that. a whip pass yeah. to the corner, but he he you know he has a. Pretty open layup. Like, Jeff Green's coming in. He draws two, and, yeah. and he dumps it to Draymond, and Jeff Green's coming, but it's it's an open lane. It is, yeah. and it's like, what's better, Draymond on, like, a semi-contested should-make layup, or with five seconds on the shot clock, it ends up with a whip around, and it's Gary Payton the second. By the way, it wasn't really that open of a three. There's also, two seconds left on the shot right clock. right away, right? He passes it to the, the they, corner, and then they, they give it back to him. Yeah, they hot-potatoed yeah. it a little bit, but it was, like, clearly, like, the play had formulated where Draymond should have taken the shot if Gary Payton misses that shot and the Warriors lose this game one of us is probably writing about that Draymond Green play post game put him ahead by the way right I think that was two and put him up five five. I thought that was a second three but maybe I'm wrong uh, but again, yeah, we're talking about the second three. Yeah, oh, the no, I'm one talking from about the right wing. Yeah, that was the second one. Yeah, not the first one was the one in the corner. I think that's the one that put him ahead. It's just huge games. I said like a, a Gary Payton three is like counts like five points because it just seems like so much more important when he hits a three. Steph keeps him in. Steph keeps him in. Clay, I think hit one, and then Gary Payton hits that. It's boom, boom. Like the, those were the huge shots. Uh, and it's the Iguodala yeah. three. It's yeah, the three exactly. where it's if he makes that, idea. that's that's ball game. You can't beat them if he's making that shot. Yep. And then he gets confident, and uh, like it just kind of rolls from there. And you know, he, you know, he played over Jordan Poole there. By the way, I, I will point that out. Uh, it's a decision they made. You could see why. Oh, he was waiting to point that out. I, 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 Jordan Poole's a good player. Everybody knows it. I'm Tim said he's a good player. He get ten million dollars a year, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Eleven, maybe. Uh, but that was a decision. That that's what they did. And hard to argue it. He, you know, what he scored eight points tonight. I mean, he yeah, got we, foul trouble. He wasn't great defensively. He wasn't terrible defensively, but he was fouling. He wasn't good defensively. He was being targeted. And like fouling. to me, that there's the. Um, there is the appeal of of Gary Payton or, or what he brings his team, which is there's going to be nights where where Poole doesn't have it, and, and, and teams I thought were targeting him. His last play of the night, basically Jordan Poole, is he he plays like a guard to guard, you know, dribble handoff really poorly, gets beat by Monte Morris, has to come over and bumps into him for his fifth foul. Kerr pulls him to the bench, and I think right then I, I know it was a five foul. That's why he's coming to the bench. But I think Poole, or Kerr was almost using that as an excuse of like, he yeah, 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 he did not use that as excuse to me. He said he didn't. You know, he has he had three dominant games, and he's had two not good games. It's just the way the playoffs are. Steph's had him, Clay's had him. He will have big games in the future, but this was not one of them. And he, you know, he, whatever if you earn your right to play the closing lineup, he did not earn it tonight. Yeah. 
and Gary Payton the second did. Yeah, and so that's the big thing about Payton where, you know, at that moment, generally Payton is not considered like sixth on the pecking order, but the problem is Kavon Looney can't close because the Warriors have to close with Draymond at center. That's just how they must operate in this postseason. Andre Iguodala is an, typically an option there. Well, guess what? Andre Iguodala has a neck injury. He's out a week. Um, they are now into the second round. Andre Iguodala will not open the second round playing and at this point it's very sketchy just like his status moving forward so that bumps Gary Payton up to the point that he's kind of the next option on or, nights or where Otto somebody's Porter. not or, or Otto Porter it would be the other one but to me Otto Porter doesn't juice them up in a small ball perspective you're you, he will be a closing yeah. option but like Gary Payton plays in a way that the Warriors want to play and that the Warriors need to like win you know late playoff games which is fast as hell disruptive as hell up and down and you're gonna put Nikola Jokic who has a hamstring issue on Gary Payton they're gonna run a high screen dive into the rim he showed it again tonight like he can score out of that even better than Draymond really yeah that that to me like he hit the two big threes but he hit he he had two layups and he had three assists like he's whipping the ball he's he hit Draymond for a layup that secondary pass he can make it like to me and Kaminga's the same way, but clearly he hasn't, like, won that trust yet. But you just need somebody to put some pressure on the rim, like, especially against that team. Who can put pressure on the rim? That's what it came down to. saw Draymond turn it down. I mean, you know, he, he does dunk it sometimes. But, yeah, we've, we've that's something we've talked about this team for years. Like, you, you see them turning down layups if there's contact involved, if there's somebody coming on. And... GP, I think he made one righty, right? He had it like yeah. not. He went yeah, righty. Yeah, it was you know? it was yeah. really slick righty yeah. over a Jeff Green contest. That's... <laughs> and those lanes are there. Like we see them all the time because of Stephen Clay and 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 pull some. You know when he's hot. And if you're not taking those lanes, they can guard everybody else because the lanes are there. They're, they're saying go take those lanes. And GP two will will we'll fill them. We know Kaminga will and. Sometimes Wiggins, but you know we can go. Wiggins did not have a great game tonight and played twenty three minutes. Like this, this is going to happen with this team. Like you know, Steph was talking about it. There's not just six, seven, eight players. They've got twelve. Th- he was saying thirteen. I mean, I think he was kind of being trying to be nice well, and not exclude. Some well, people. look, the problem is the playoffs start shrinking everybody's yeah. roster, everybody's rotation. Marcus's guy Bielitsa's out of the rotation, and yeah, I mean, he might stay out of the rotation. Yeah, so Iguodala hurt, Wiseman hurt, Bielitsa. Bumped out of the rotation. Moses Moody nowhere to be seen. JTA, I'm, JTA Damian Lee. Like, this thing is getting tight quick in these playoffs. And Memphis is coming next. And to me, a game five against Denver equals a game one against Memphis. Like, every game against Memphis needs to play be played with that type of, like, urgency. And I know the Warriors really didn't play it with as much <laughs> urgency as they probably should have. But I just generally mean, like, you know, rotation shrink, high-minute totals for your main guys. Uh, you know, if Poole's not having a good night, you you do need to, to, to make those decisions. But I do think, like, the, these lineups they're using, and I think Kaminga should be in there. Like, the, the lanes are there. You know, whoever they play in the next round, if you're watching the series, they're prone to mistakes all over the floor, right? They're they're letting guys open their turn. Like, you could backdoor them all day, like, Guys like uh, Kaminga, guys like Wiggins, guys like Gary Payton. If you can slash and finish, you, you they need you, right? They need you to. I mean, to- Jaron Jackson might hit you with a wrench, but he will get a foul. <laughs> but would you will get a foul over right? Jaron Jackson. My God, have you seen Jaron? Jer- he's not been good this round. There's, I like Jaron Jackson, and I he has not been very good. Uh, Brandon Clark's been. I mean, my yes. God, that's the guy. I mean, 
that's kind of what I thought Jaron Jackson would be like in this series. And it's been Brandon, Brandon Clark. Brandon Clark will do what Aaron Gordon has done the last two games. Is by the way, you know, that was I thought I didn't I didn't ask Steve about it, but I thought they brought Kaminga in just to match up against Aaron Gordon. Like that that physicality they didn't have there for a while. He was just bullying the people they were putting on him and Kaminga didn't exactly, you know, straight up try to bully him back, but just that athleticism is important and I think it's gonna be and we've all said it, if they play Memphis, they're going to need that athleticism because Memphis has just got seven guys who are that athletic and the Warriors have like two. And they're gonna need one more. Yeah. At and least one more. Yeah, that's the thing. Kamingo will have to play against Memphis, but the problem is, I mean, we've seen the two games. Look, he has some spectacular dunks and plays. They put him out there. He's like asking Draymond who he's guarding. <laughs> it's like you know, there was that well, one. Did you going up like his Jokic? By the way, I'm gonna go dunk on Jokic. Oh, no, maybe not. <laughs> well, get, and guess what happened? That same play. Then he's kind of like jogging back as yeah, Jokic is setting up the dribble handoff with Will Barton and Draymond sitting there, like almost looking over at the bench, like this is not a playoff <laughs> thing we can have happen. And that is the problem. Where Gary Payton, if he can do the Kaminga stuff. He can then go on the other end and be like exactly who Draymond wants to be having a partner and defensively. John Morant, right? I mean, he's going to be closing some games. GP2 is going to be closing games. Just who else do they have who's going to be able to stick with John? And maybe Wiggins, but I don't know. I mean, you're going to close the Wiggins on John Wiggins Morant. is going to start on John Morant. But, like, to be honest with you, I would not be stunned at all if by, like, game t- three or four, like, Gary Payton suddenly starting just so they can start him on John Morant to start open a game, let's say, if Jaw's going off. Yeah, that – you're gonna have to deal with Joss, you know that. But I do. Can they stick with this small lineup? Can can they can they do it? I feel like Steve might have got a little juice for saying, "Man, I don't care what's happening. Let's throw Looney out there." They they started running that matchup zone where they put like Clay or a guard on Jokic and had the big man like weak side but ready to help. And it was like if you could do that with Looney, basically playing the Wilt Chamberlain center just standing in the middle. That, I think Steve Kerr might have set it up to go with Looney to start. I think he, he likes doing that. He does like doing that. Uh, and the fact that he had some back-end reason to do it is because he wanted Looney against Cousins tells you that he needed a reason. Like, he wasn't just going to do a best five. Like, he wanted a reason. It might change. Who knows? But I, I think he wants to start Looney. And, but it understands that... Jordan Poole is somebody that would like to start very much, would very badly wants to start, and, and they don't want to harm him. But you know what? Then he pulled him from the from the fourth quarter, so maybe he's getting a taste of that, and maybe not starting. You know, something he could accept. We shall see. Who's keeping I Brandon do, Clark off the boards? Let me. Just, I mean, it should be Draymond. The the thing I would say is like I really do not like Kevon Looney in the Memphis matchup, like Jordan Poole or not. Like let's take Jordan Poole out of the conversation. Kavon Looney and Steven Adams should get as many minutes as me and you in that series. Like, that is going to be a switching series, a non-center series. Jaron Jackson is like, I guess you theoretically consider him a center. but Jaron Jackson's too slow. He's like, he's getting rid of I, power I don't forward. think Jaron Jackson's too slow. I think Jaron Jackson don't know what verticality is. I think Jaron Jackson... Oh, man, maybe if he gets away from Towns, because Towns yeah, is mean, the other you one. You can see that going to Brandon Clark and four forwards, right, or four guards against the Warriors' small lineup. Like, you really could see that's how the, that series could evolve. And um, if he's playing like this, Brandon Clark's going to be trouble for the Warriors. Like, no matter what, he's going to yeah. be trouble for the Warriors because he's going to run, he's athletic, you know, he's just going to kill the boards. And no matter I mean, Jokic was like 19 boards, and it felt like he could have got 30 tonight. Uh, that that's going to be an issue for the Warriors. It will always be an issue with the Warriors, especially when they play small. But it's also their best way to play. Yeah, I don't think the the small lineup 
like won't be like Nikola. Like yes, Denver has issues, but like Nikola Jokic is a monster issue for them that they won't have to face in the next round. It's not just a small lineup. It's if they go with Looney and Draymond, it doesn't matter how big or small they're. They don't shoot, so it's hard to go with three guys and two guys you don't shoot and and you take looney off you add another shooter now sometimes gp2 is that shooter sometimes he's not but he's more of a shooter than draymond or looney at this point steph curry's life becomes living hell if you play a memphis defense that led the nba in forcing turnovers is going to press out to half court switch everything at times and just swarm unless he has an extra ball handler jordan Poole out there I 1,000%. To me, Jordan Poole's got to play. Like, especially, like, you put them in a quandary. Because if you're watching this Minnesota series, they're going at Ja. So who is who, who is Dylan Brooks guarding? Is he guarding Steph? Is he guarding Jordan Poole? Like, and now whoever the opposite is, you just go at Ja. That, that's, and not even just in isolation with the off-ball split action. You oh, know, yeah, you just no make question. him guard. Make, the whole yeah, make Ja work. That's clearly the Minnesota's recipe. And it, it's working. Even Ja was John Wiggins. They, they, now, you go to Wiggins? You go to Wiggins? Well, who's guarding Steph? Dylan Brooks. And then who's guarding Jordan Poole? Desmond Bain. Yeah, you taking those matchups. You taking those matchups. That, 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 to it me, just adds that's like the, the quandary th- of yeah. playing Steph and Jordan Poole. Like, yeah. you got to make some good, some tough choices. But knowing Steve, he's going to see that Wiggins has a five inch height advantage and be like, post him up. Go, go, go. <laughs> cross cross the house. Cross screen. Go on him. And then oh, I wanted Wiggins to do one of these, like, too small, too small. <laughs> I don't think we're going to get a Wiggins too small. <laughs> he's he not going to do the gritty and John Moran's <laughs> face. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's happening no? right here. Oh, I want to see that. I want to see that. You know what he he might do it if they play Minnesota though. <laughs> I can see him doing that down the court in Minnesota. Can you imagine yeah, he's gonna try so. to dunk I, all on yeah, Cat again. That's funny. So. I don't think so, but it's funny to think about. Uh, no, I I, can I you do imagine Wiggins in a Minnesota series, no. which by the way is very much still on the Although, table. I know we're doing all the Memphis. Mess, by the way, if he, I can see him being a mess a little bit. Yeah, I think those two the games in Minnesota would be a scramble for him. Maybe the ones here wouldn't be. Uh, I want to talk about a little bit about the environment. I didn't think it was very good. For a closeout game at Chase Center, first one ever. Maybe, I mean, the Warriors didn't play good. He's coming at Joe like this. Yeah, it wasn't great. I mean, I, I said when it was good. and I thought Clear was, the floor, let him cook. Yeah, I thought it was good for one and two. And I told Lake that it was good for one. And, but I thought for a closeout, you thought, and even Steph said, you know, they were trying to get him into it, right? When you say we're trying to get him into it, it means that they weren't there. And, again, the Warriors didn't play great in the first three quarters, so I understand that. But I thought there was going to be more. I thought there would be something where you would feel like, here it is, here it comes. Ch-. We, we always said, like, it can't be compared to Oracle because they don't have any history. This was part of their history, and it, it wasn't there. We will be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I agree this was probably the worst environment of the three playoff games in this series. Uh, but also, I, you know, like th- the team has to – yes, the, what you're saying is right. You kind of like have to – they had to bring the crowd to it. But also there was just like – it was a bad offensive game. I mean, what did they have at half? 48 points. They had 18, I think, in the second quarter. Like when you just keep missing threes and stuff, sometimes it kind of dulls the crowd out a little bit. Yeah, I- but I think I think what TK is saying is like you need the crowd that can do that like without before it. tip off. Without like, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. like like chanting, they need you, know, to, you need to yeah. walk in here and the opponent needs to be like, uh oh. If we, we don't got do Raider Raider here hearing what we're saying. We need to check he heard the out. crowd talk. We were killing the crowd a little bit tonight. <laughs> oh, but this so. crowd was four, great. Four, four, <laughs> no, he is correct. Three <laughs> to, although, do you uh, consider the play in a playoff game? Because Memphis came in here. It doesn't, it doesn't exist. He's correct. It does not exist. We'll see. I mean, again, it's one game. I just, I mean, with Clay talking about it, you know, yesterday, like, oh, it's a closet game. I'm sure there's going to be great energy. I think the players wanted more. I mean, even Draymond was gesturing to them in the middle of the fourth quarter run. Come on, loud, 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 loud. When those things happen, you know what the players are saying. Where is it? We need, we need it. It wasn't there. Uh, and it was, like, dead in the first half. Like, dead. And, again, they didn't play great. But you do expect more, just a pl- the, 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 just you know, again, chance, and it's not going to be Oracle, but something where you feel like this is a special time, this is a special game, can move on in the playoffs. First time that's happened at Chase Center, and not just for like the Warriors, right? But to impose on the other yep, team, yep. like that's like that's they, the thing. Other teams you see in other teams, like they're. They're taunting the other the other like, squad, right? Like, come on, Marcus. They can't even be as good as Smoothie King. You know, Smoothie <laughs> King is lit, right? Smoothie, Jose, Jose, Jose. I mean, that, but that's what, like, even if the Warriors are struggling, make Denver yeah. feel you. Yeah. Like, yeah, make – I don't think, man, I don't they, think that happened. happened at all. I don't think it happened know, at all. You know, maybe it's like they expect – they see that, you know, when it, when it explodes in games one and two, it's when that lineup came out. Yes. And that's when it bucket, just – it was bucket, yeah, bucket, it was just yeah. boom and, and – Maybe that, okay, now here's a lineup. It's going to be great from the start. And then it wasn't. It was kind of trudging and struggling and missing shots. Uh, but, again, Oracle would have been. I mean, again, I'm the one saying you can't compare it to Oracle. But a great environment just would have been loud. Just would have been loud. Would have been imploring them. Might have got anxious. But it would have been louder than what we saw. Anxious or all over Aaron Gordon. Huh? <laughs> oh man! He- yeah, there was like you. There was too many moments where there would be a big play that would happen. It would get kind of loud, and then they'd have to go. Come on, come on, come on. There was it just definitely would die down. Yeah. yeah. Again, early, early. I just thought it was for. I'm, I think it was disappointing for the players. And then you know, we'll see what happens and, next. You know, it's just Chase experiencing puberty. The voice is cracking yeah. a little bit. You know, it's just. They're like, it's game five against the Nuggets. Just come on, beat them. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was my wow. That was my chase teenage, teenage puberty. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was like trying to do some Silicon Valley uh, hipster thing no, or I was something. Definitely like a 13-year-old. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, 
I want to talk about Steph Curry. Uh, so, you know, a couple weeks ago, he's still, they're still saying we don't know on game one. I think there was like genuine, I don't want to say skepticism, but genuine uh, concern that it was possible he'd miss game one. I mean, the, I think the bone bruise uh, in the foot, not to go along with the ligament thing, like it just took a little bit longer for the recovery. You think, you think the way they snuck it in there was a sign? Uh, I think it was very much a sign. Um, but I just, you know, it's, I just think he was coming in like really thinking like, you know, I might have to ease into these playoffs. And he did, you know, 16 points. And, and I think he only had like maybe four points the first half of this series of game one. Um, and you thought, you know, they're going to kind of have to win this. Like Jordan Poole was so big early in the series because it was like, I don't think you're going to get that Steph Curry. Then boom, game two, 34 points in 23 minutes. And by the end of this series, I mean, he looks like, you know, you could argue best player in the world right now. Uh, you know, the way he just went 34, 27, 30, you know, closing him out, getting to the rim so easily looks 100% healthy right now. Back to the old rotation, by the way. Like, play the whole first and third quarters. We just didn't play the whole third, but they got him out a little early in order to get him back a little earlier in the fourth. Uh, I think... Brought him in at 8, though, right? 8.30, like 8.40, yeah. something like that. Uh, but, you know, it's usually 7.5, right? I mean, he's, he, he came in a little earlier. I, I think he just felt back into... He felt normal, and they got him into a normal rotation, and the ball was in his hands at the end. And he was getting sorry, to the Where was the ball? Uh, in his hands oh, at the man. end. In his hands. It's a bye column. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Marcus, what would you write about Steph-wise? I wrote about uh, Steph finally deciding to go to the rim. I, I felt like all series, it should have been Jokic Cousins in every possible perimeter setup, right? Like, I don't care how you do it. And we watched the game forward where, where Cousins is on the court. They don't go at him at all. And tonight they were doing it. But, you know, they got they get three happy, you know, probably trying to get the crowd going, right? But like <laughs> looking at my my fault. I'm telling you. They get they get three happy, but it was clear what to do, especially when Jokic got a hamstring injury. It's like that's the that's the offense. Oh, they were getting to the rim and there was nobody there. Yeah, that's like, the offense. Because you pull Jokic out and it's like, all right, you just drive by him and Steph decided at some point, he's just like, all right, we're going to the hole. This is what we're doing. Uh, even the last one, the one that was the dagger, he like, he's driven all around the court. He's getting his curly kneel on. He's like, I'm getting to the rim. And to me, that's like the him as a closer, like he's developed that. I remember uh, remember the Clipper series, and they just be all over him, and he's losing the ball. Just, Chris Paul's bumping him, and he can't do it. And now he's like, I'm turning the corner, and I'm getting in. It's a, it's a it's a pretty important point because you talk about it all the time tough twos tough two. like he's got to yeah. be able to get them and he can get them if he decides to get them but sometimes they just get a little three point they Clay did it too right Clay goes to the Clay, whole was, Clay, Clay got two. dribble happy yeah. tonight right after I wrote I was like four dribbles for thirty two <laughs> points tonight I'm like I think he just took nine like, dribbles on that like, layup Slater's trying to put me in a box man come on I'm a playmaker I'm a playmaker and well the three as he said the three wasn't there for him so he did have to find other ways to get in there. Uh, and they got they got guys who could again. Denver's defense isn't is going to be the same as Memphis. I Denver was actually pretty good defensively the last couple they were, games. They were better. They were better. Definitely better. But uh, Gordon came alive. Yeah, they don't have shot blockers, right? They just don't have guys who can fly at you. And Memphis does. Uh, and you know, 
Boston sure as hell does. Watch out, Jaron Jackson. Oh, ow. Sorry, sorry. You're all low. He's got to go for 42 first game. Here in Slater. Foul out. Foul out. He's going to need those 42 in about 18 minutes. You know, I'm watching Boston. I'm not sure they're going to play, you know, whatever, if Boston can get through. But, my God, every single one of those guys is a massive help defender flying all over the place. Look what they did to Durant. And, you know. Boston in a theoretical finals would be trouble for them. But at the same time, they'd be in the finals. It would be in the finals, and it would be interesting for us. With new city for us, I'm all for that. But that—that uh, that is a team that is dangerous. I thought they—I've uh, liked this team for they a while. Just they mopped they, Brooklyn, know, and so. I, I just think they got a lot of interesting pieces that could be tough for anybody. Plays great. They're a 16 game team. I, I do feel that. like that. This is a team that can get you to 16 win teams, whatever it would, and. They would be really tough for the Warriors. If you, had, if you had to pick the worst team for the Warriors remaining in the playoffs right now, I'd say it's Boston for sure. And yeah, I mean, and another Milwaukee wouldn't be fun for them. Yeah, like that's them. the thing. I'd say their three worst matchups might be in the East: Boston, Milwaukee, the Heat. Yeah, Miami. Yeah, yeah. That's why earlier I was like, yeah, Embiid would like punish him inside, but like they would love Philly compared oh, to what's take left. that in a heartbeat. If you got perimeter guys, if you got multiple perimeter guys, and you can feel good about who you got on Steph, who you got on Clay. And who you got on Jordan Poole, you're like you feeling pretty good. Like that's that's the way to do it. And Boston, they got three guys, and then they could bring in they, they got bigs who can do it, right? They got the Horfords and the, the Grant Williams, right? Like so yeah, though if you got that, Milwaukee, you know, with Drew, like you know, that, that matchup has made him and Steph, they've been doing this since since oh nine, but those are the pieces that, and that's what makes you feel good about their chances getting to the finals. By the way, like, I'm not a, everybody has that yeah. in the West. Phoenix, sorta, sorta. I don't Bridges, know. yeah, Bridges, uh, uh, CP, and who are they going with? Cam Johnson can defend, but no, I mean you know, Aiton's a good center defender in my yeah. opinion. But um, too bad Bucks Celtics is lined up. It looks like with with Warriors in the uh, Memphis or Warriors Minnesota in the next round because that is going to be a great series. Bucks Celtics. We watch that one first, you know. Watch it from the media room in Memphis, probably. That's going to be yeah. That Boston team is dangerous, man. Then they but then they got the closers. They got the but to me that's why like it's going to be tough twos on that team, right? Like they're they're just gonna they're gonna guard the line. They're gonna make you drive, and you got to be able to guess what. It's a long way away. <laughs> That's a long, tough gotta, way away. Get through Minnesota first. You got to get through Minnesota. So who's winning this next series, by the way? Who, who, who's winning Memphis, Minnesota? Minnesota. Yeah. I think Memphis. I, think I mean, Memphis, they're up. Maybe, they're up three. Yeah, maybe in Game Seven though. So that means the Warriors series doesn't start till Tuesday. Uh, but I think I'm, Memphis. Just the way Minnesota's, they're going to lead by fifteen in the fourth quarter. You're going to you're going to like them. You're going to feel good about that. <laughs> they're going to just throw it away. I'm calling a huge Jaron Jackson game six. <laughs> I'm, call, I'm calling a huge D'Angelo Russell game six. Oh no, <laughs> D'Lo. D'Lo has to make up for the last. Who's game. guarding D'Lo on the Warriors? Who's stopping that guy? Can you imagine the Warriors coaching staff? <laughs> turning on the tape of Minnesota if they have to prep for a Wolves series and go, how should we try to go after D'Angelo Russell I defensively? I and- don't know that one. That one's too tough. Uh, well, I was going to say, like, the same thing, you know, with if they got Philly and Harden. Like, that, they, they go, okay, I, I, we've seen this before. That would be interesting. I don't mind that. Taking a look at that one. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be Philly, sadly. Um, so what else from this series? I mean, Clay, I thought had a great series. He wasn't terrific tonight, but he looks like himself again. He's, he's 
like doing what he has to do. He's you know he's not going to defend you know laterally, but he's strong defensively. He's kind of rebounding a little, and he's hit you know he's taking the threes and he's making a lot of them. Like, this is exactly what they need from him. There's they can't ask for anything more than what he's been giving. He's not going to make every three, but he's taking them. He's making the defense move, and that free stuff step up and a freeze pull up and those three together on the court are just that's what every coach is not going to want to see like that's it those three it might not always work i was joking like the maserati was not running on high octane uh, tonight for most of the game that's michael malone line but you think michael malone like you know does not want to see those three guys the next coach they play does not want to see those three guys and clay needs to be an equal partner in that and he, he was in this series yeah uh, draymond was incredible um i thought like even though Jokic is just unbelievable, at the end of those games, like he made Jokic feel him, and that that's got to be a great feeling for the Warriors. As we've we've seen Draymond the last couple of years, you don't know what his health would be like, you don't know what his mind would be like, but to see him get back to like being Draymond, like talking, getting the big rebounds, he, he's aggressive. Going at Pate, man. Yeah, he's getting he's getting aggressive. Okay, he's, he's he took some the shots. First twenty seconds tonight again, whatever. The first thirty seconds, I went, uh oh. And he just didn't get another one. He was just so smart. He just didn't get another one for a, for a while. He, uh, he just knows how to. He kept that missing out. them floaters, though. I think that's no, why he took that off. last he one. Yeah, way off, way off on the floater. The big thing for Draymond, I think, as the as they move into this next series, look, if it's Minnesota, he's going to get the Towns assignment, and it's going to be similar where he's like a lot of his work will be just individual defense, and I think he's going to enjoy, you know, trying to get into Towns' head a lot more than Jokic's. But if it's Memphis, as we. I think all think it's going to be Memphis. He can go back to free safety mode a little bit. And, you know, he hasn't, he isn't as valued as the individual defender, but I think he can be a lot more disruptive everywhere against a Memphis oh, yeah, well, than Tom he is. Like, Draymond's going to be shading wherever that guy is. Draymond's going to be leaning over there, no question. You and then Jerry Jackson's going to be wide open at the top, and he's going to be hitting those threes and he's dancing on Anthony Slater. He's going to be dancing on the guy he just crashed into <laughs> for an offensive foul. Sorry. Sorry, I can't. I can't taking shots wow. this is getting uh, out on the message boards i'll tell you the grizzly message grizzly nation is going to be all over this i'm defending my guy jerry jackson i want them to know that um so i actually you know what's interesting we talk about who might guard john like you know peyton will get a shift clay will probably try to get a shift and, and wiggins but draymond member i know you know this tim you pointed out a few times during the season remember he could guard lillard in a game he guarded chris paul against phoenix I can see Draymond getting the jaw matchup. Terrible point. Oh, it's a great, but it's a great matchup too. Uh, you know, the difficulty is with Jaws. Like, the, the to stop Jaws, you got to have that help defender. Like, he's going to wiggle his way somehow, and that's what the Warriors don't have. He beats that first defender. He's he's stretching for a lib, and nobody's there. So you you kind of like Draymond there, but when he's in that zone where he's beating everybody off the dribble. You just got to stay in front of him. With Ja, you got to stay in front, force him to shoot. And with no Iguodala, you know, the secondary guy, like who else could it be? You're not, you're not throwing Jordan Poole in front of him, right? No, no, like, no, no, no. <laughs> I do think on some switches, Steph will do fine. Uh, those are the type of players, though, that Steph doesn't guard too well. <laughs> but, like, Ja, if he's – you see him in this other – like, man, once he put his head down to go to the hole, like, no. he's jumping and figuring it out. But that's where you need the secondary shot blocker. So I kind of like Draymond in that role. But 
You keep Ja in front of you, you make him shoot jumpers, like that's the formula. And they need guys Draymond's in front of him, Jaw might Jaw might not attack the rim that much. Yeah. And then you're taking him out of his, his best thing. Now you're weakening the defense maybe at other spots. But that's a good point. That's why they do it. It's like they don't want the point guard to think, I'm just gonna go right out like this Draymond, maybe I shouldn't go at this guy. And then then it's like a little tougher for them because yeah, it also it just like jumbles up the matchups too where they're like well if Draymond's on me like do we have a post mismatch or you know what it stops Draymond from doing leaving a guy open in the corner (laughs) (laughs) he might still do he might still do that but uh it's it that's uh, they like him I mean we've known this for a year they like him on the ball because they like him engaged right off the bat like I got this guy I'm not gonna you know think about other things like that's who I got I got the best guy on the floor and let's go, let's go, let's let's do this. Again, it won't be the whole game, and he could get two fouls, boom, and you're in trouble then. I think what, you know, here's what we've learned. Other than Poole can, like, sometimes be like Steph and Clay's. The one guy they cannot be without. I mean, Curry's fantastic. But the one guy they cannot be without is Raymond Green. They cannot be without him. Like, that just does. I got in trouble with Kevin Durant once by saying that I thought they could lose Durant easier than they could lose Draymond, and Kevin did not like that. But... I think, I mean, maybe it wasn't true at that time. Maybe not. Right now, I don't think there's anybody more important to them than Draymond Green. Even 30, he wants to get on a 30. he wants to get on a message board right now. <laughs> well, that one we've I, Kevin and I've hatched that one out. But uh, I, I mean, just look at him in the last two games. My God, I mean, it's just so important. I agree with you, do. except it just doesn't matter if you don't have thirty. Yeah, like, thirty is like the, thirty is like he's the you're mountain. Gonna, you're gonna hold yeah, him yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna hold him to one hundred, and you're gonna get eighty-five. Yeah. <laughs> I think what we've learned. About, yeah, I think what we've learned the last few seasons is that there can't be without any of the main guys. Yeah. Clay Thompson Clay, can be included yeah, on this. They, yeah. Yeah, they all they add I to do. each other. They all add yeah, to each yeah. other. But I'm just saying, like you just try to start. You start doing the There's mathematical no formula. Yeah. Right. Like, okay, who's guarding Towns? I don't know if it's not Draymond. Okay, who's guarding Jokic? I don't know if it's not. Draymond. Like, that's where you go. Like who's quarterback in the defense? Right. Exactly. When these guys are spinning around, it, they tried it with other guys. It just doesn't work. It's Draymond. So that's my point. Not that he's the most valuable player in the world. I'm just saying. No, that's what it when, means. He just basically yeah, when said. You, when you go through, MVP. when you go through these formulations, when you try to figure out how this series is going to work, you take that piece off for the Warriors, and it doesn't work. It just doesn't. So there you go. I want to see. You know they they've done that other you know the the lineup where they take Wiggins out and put in Joku. I want to see Kaminga. On Ja with Draymond as the back, see some of that. like that to yeah. me. Yeah, I, I like that lineup. I like that lineup that they do. Uh, it, but if you you know you can kind of take away some of the lostness with Kaminga by putting him on the right. ball, yeah. and then you got you Draymond playing quarterback. To put him yeah, on the ball. That's why they put him on Jokic. Yeah. You know, it was like if he's in the game, he's just got to be guarding like the star essentially, which is crazy. It's like such but a crazy it's, but it's thing. Better for him to guard Jokic because then when the ball is missed and he's running down the court, Jokic he just can't, can't do it. Just can't keep that. That's where Kaminga true. Is, but so. the problem is that you know, and the series is over, but he's starting to sprint down the court, and it's like uh, uh, Jonathan. Uh, Jokic rebound. has the rebound right now. <laughs> the rebound's now. over there, by the way. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just taking shots wow, tonight. Um, so, Jordan Poole, 86 points in 40, on 42 shots in the first three games. I mean, he was like a top three storyline of the playoffs league-wide. Yeah. Uh, so much that, you know, Mike Malone's quotes were so glowing of him. And then in game four, he's like, Aaron Gordon, you're taking the assignment. The physicality's up. The attention's up. There's more double teams. Jordan Poole gets sped up too much. I think that led to some of his turnovers. I, reading between the lines, when I asked Steph about it yesterday, 
it was like a, he was, you know, you could tell he was saying Jordan was forcing the issue a little bit too much, and that's what happens when, you know, as Steph knows, when a team takes you away, sometimes the best answer is just be a decoy a little bit. And I think Jordan got, Poole kind of struggled with accepting the decoy status uh, and and was like, I got to force action. I got to get through all this traffic. This is this is a young, really skilled player whose reputation has just been boosted like crazy dealing with what that means. And Steph can give him all the advice, and, and this is a perfect of an environment for him to learn in. But at the same time, like we learned in Game 4 and Game 5, like struggles are coming for Jordan Poole. These were his two lowest-scoring games since February the last two games. Yeah, I do think, like I'm mentioning this in, in the piece, but like he's going through what Steph used to go through, where they body you up, and you can see him. He wants to turn a corner, and... Aaron Gordon is like, I'm here. I got a hand on you, whatever. And he's bumping you off the spot. And then he's like retreating from the drive, right? He doesn't have that first step. He gets you. I'm spinning this way. He doesn't like, he, he doesn't have that. And that's where Steph has got, you know, he's got so much stronger. He doesn't get knocked off his line. But the problem with that is when he gets free, he. <laughs> It's just like he got liberated, right? So now he's running like crazy. Like, oh, nobody's touching me. Nobody. Or he's like, I got to get this shot off. Gotta yeah, and he's like rushing. Like, one fast break, he literally outran his dribble. Like, <laughs> like he I didn't ran... tweet about that, by the way. Slater, you should note that. You noted that I he, I didn't say anything. So fast, the ball, you're like, yeah. oh, I left the ball. Like, by the way, that was a three on the other side. I, oh, I, I will point out. It was a three on the other side. And I think those are killer. Those are killers. But, hey, he'll learn. He's young. It's his first time. Uh, I will say the defense is going to be tougher, you know, unless it's Minnesota, I guess. But like, they're going to see more. He's going to have it tougher. I think he's going to figure it out. I think he's, he's a unique scorer. But this is not, it wasn't all going to be 30 every game. It just wasn't. I mean, it was, that was foreseeable. And now how does he deal with it? And, and you know what? I think he's going to do fine. I absolutely moves, think baby. Get them yeah. counter moves. That's it. His finish is so good with either hand uh, at angles. Like that, that, that's just that you can't, you can't get that any other way. Just you got, you're born with it. He's got that. Uh, and you mix that with hitting the threes when he does. Uh, it's going to be there. He's just going to have to figure that out. He's going to have to figure out how to get knocked around. He's our best free throw shooter now, by the way, since 30 can't shoot free throws anymore. So, like, that's important. Like, that's a ball. You know, they will want it in his hands because Steph is like a what, 70. Steph said never. Yeah. What is he, like a 70% free throw shooter in a series? Whatever. It was unbelievable. I also think the restart of another series where the team scouting knows Steph Curry's back will help Jordan Poole because – it got to a weird point in the middle of this series where suddenly Denver was like, you know, scouting report number one on the list yeah. is like Jordan Poole must be stopped. And like that's now that you've seen what Curry's done, like Memphis is talking about Steph Curry to start their scouting. Or I keep, you know, it's not Memphis yet. It's not Memphis yet. We're going to have to put D'Angelo Russell on Steph Curry and just wipe him out. Take him off the, out of the offense. That's what D'Lo does. You know what? I mean, I know I'm taking pretty open shots at, at Jaron Jackson's foul issues, but that I mean, you're taking some subtle shots <laughs> at, at D'Angelo, at least two on this podcast. He's awesome. He's awesome. I don't know. Who's he guarding on? on I think he's guarding Desmond Bain. I think, oh yeah, he's certainly not guarding John Moran. So we'll Some see. Dylan Brooks. Um, so any other things you guys want to say before I kick us out of here? It's late. It's late. 
It is. All right. Well, one last thing I want to say. I think Jaron Jackson is a pretty good player. Uh, I think he defensive play. Like, I, I think I had maybe all NBA second team defense. Um, he's going to be like flying around the paint against the Warriors. Like yeah. this is there's going to be a, they're going to have to deal with that. I don't know if he's going to make buckets, but they're going to have to deal with that yeah. part of him. And he, he's really good at it. Yeah. The only thing I'm discussing is his foul trouble, which people, I mean, it's like every game in this Memphis or in this Minnesota series has been like six, five, five, six, and he's only been able to play like 21, 24, 18 minutes. He fouled out in 18 minutes in Game Five. Um, so that is actually a huge storyline because, like you said, if he can stay on the court. He is like I think he led the NBA this season in blocks plus steals combined, um, so he is super disruptive. But he just has foul issues, so that will be a storyline going into the series. All right, Marcus, anything else before I close it down? I'm trying to see if Steph has missed ten free throws in a month. It looks like he has not. He has not missed. Ten, he missed ten free throws this series, and he hasn't missed ten free throws in a month. All season, I, I, it's it, it was stunning. But hey, and he picked up his he dropped his mouthpiece and picked it up and threw it to the side, all while he was dribbling the ball up court in the fourth quarter of a close game. That's that, there's some skill there. I don't know how he dropped his mouthpiece like that. But that was so random. Yeah. Like he was like, "It's my mouthpiece." Like I was like, said, "Tweeted it to me," and then he said it like, "Yeah, I was dropping my mouthpiece." Like, what are you doing, dropping your mouthpiece while you? And in the fourth quarter, right, you're like down one. It was really weird. So why he just didn't put it back in his mouth? It's too dirty. Why didn't he throw it at the row? <laughs> no, I'm throw just, it at the first row. Throw it at the first row. First row, row. my bad. Not the row. Throw it at the first row. It's too funny. Uh, Chase Center fan. Yeah. You guys aren't cheering enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, late. Yes, we will talk to you, I don't know, maybe pre-second round or maybe just Warriors All-82 Sunday late afternoon from Memphis.